Hey everyone, what is going on? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue Two Movies. Today is May twentieth, twenty twenty one. That's a Thursday, but this podcast is for Wednesday. It's currently one forty two a.m. in the morning, and guess what? I am currently burning the midnight oil. You know, doing what I usually do: fixing wedding photos, editing wedding videos, because that's what I do. I own a wedding company here in Hawaii. So today's podcast, it's all about weddings. Today's podcast is a Wedding Wednesday podcast done on a Thursday. But technically it's a Wednesday, right? Because, well, it was just Wednesday, maybe a few hours ago. So I guess it counts. Will you forgive me? You know, I haven't done a Wedding Wednesday podcast in, oh my God, ages. Uh, You know, I must really apologize. You know, there's just been other things on my mind, uh, politics, uh, barbecue and movies and a lot of other things that I want to talk about. And I just didn't, you know, feel like talking about weddings. Uh, I'm just kind of neglecting my responsibilities there because, you know, my entire life right now, it just revolves around weddings. And sometimes I just want to, you know, talk about whatever I want to talk about when I get I guess when I have for some free time, because, you know, I do all of my podcasts late at night. You know, again, it's 1.43 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes it's 3 a.m., sometimes it's 4 a.m. when I'm doing these podcasts, and I'm up late working on wedding photos. I'm answering emails from wedding couples and, um, you know, just working in the wedding industry. It's great. I love it. I feel so fortunate that I can do it. And uh, again, I'm not complaining too much here, but there comes a time where you just want to step away and just talk about something else, right? And there's another thing too there. There's nothing I really um, have to add right now to the wedding industry too much. I mean, it's things are going pretty good. They're not, I guess, good as in pre-COVID levels, but things are going good enough where I can say, you know, do I have any, anything more to add to help out the wedding couples out there who are aspiring to come to Hawaii? And it just dawned upon me that I haven't done a podcast in a while. So I'm going to, I just, I'm just going to update you on what's happening with the wedding industry and even the entire travel industry where I think everything is going. And, uh, I'll, I'll go into my, I guess my Facebook forum group. I answer some of the questions there. Um, there are some questions not directed to me exactly, but directed to, I guess, um, anyone out there in, I guess, on my forum from brides who are looking for answers. And I think they have some pretty cool questions here that I will address after I finish uh, spilling my guts on what I think the wet, where I guess where the wedding industry is now and where it will be in the future. So um, hold on for a second. I have to pay the bills. So I'm going to cut to commercial and hopefully you'll stick around. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I hope you're back from that commercial break. It wasn't too long, right? Okay, so today's podcast is all about Wedding Wednesdays. And first off, let me get started by telling you there's no need to panic about COVID, about lockdowns anymore. 
Um, America is doing great with COVID. Hawaii is doing great with COVID. We're doing really, really good. Okay, so I'm going to turn this music down here and get into the nitty gritties of the wedding in- industry here in Hawaii, even though there's not much to share. So why don't we start with COVID? Um, our numbers have been, I think, uh, under 100 per day, uh, which is good, not the best. Uh, and again, given our population, it's not the best. But then again, those who are getting infected, the majority of, the, of those who are getting infected are either kids or young adults, all right? The vulnerable, the elderly, those who are dying of COVID, uh, most of them are all vaccinated. So we're looking at people, the, I guess, hospitalizations, if there are any, um, it's around 50 years old, they said, average age, 50 years old, and no one is in the ICU with COVID. So that's great. Zero ICU beds are occupied by anyone with COVID, and none of the hospitals are being overrun, so it's all great news. Now, um, I, I believe Kauai, they had a lockdown just recently, but they did lift it. Oahu, we have a very pro-business mayor, and he is flat, flat out saying, we're not going to lock down at all. And even though there was an opportunity, I think twice in the last month or so, to actually lock down Oahu and take us into, I think, Tier 2 rather than Tier 3, uh, he was very adamant in saying, there is no way in hell, that he's actually going to lock down Hawaii. And the reason for that is that we are vaccinating a lot of people. And again, a lot of the, I guess, people who are getting um, infected are those who won't die from COVID. They have a 99.975% chance of living through COVID. Again, they're all the kids, they're all the young adults, they're the college kids, right, who haven't been vaccinated yet. So again, there's more to it than just the numbers. It's kind of like football and interceptions, right? When a quarterback, you know, throws an interception, you always blame the quarterback. But, you know, a head coach will take a look at it and say, well, is it the line? Did the receiver run the wrong pattern? Did the quarterback, did the wind affect the throw? You know, there's all different types of things. Did the, you know, did the linebacker tip the ball and, you know, all, all these different types of things. But unfortunately, unfortunately, that interception stat goes always to the quarterback, right? So it's the same thing with COVID and numbers. An infection doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing because part of the numbers too are those that are quote unquote infected with COVID. Oh, why don't we say that? I'll back up. Positive with COVID are those who are actually asymptomatic, but they're vaccinated. And what does it mean when you're asymptomatic and vaccinated? It means you're healthy. You're 100% healthy. You have no, uh, you have nothing wrong with you. And, and, um, you basically the antibodies inside your body are working. It's just that you are infected with COVID, but again, you're healthy. And again, I want to tell everyone out there that this is what, um, I guess a vaccine is supposed to do. It basically takes a virus that is novel to your body, which means it's foreign to your body, and it makes it not novel, right? And the reason why COVID-19 was so dangerous to everyone is because it was not, a, it was a novel virus. That means our body did not know how to fight it off. Now it does. So again, how many viruses do you have in your body at any one time? Over a trillion, right? So coronavirus, um, the coronavirus, I mean, the COVID-19 just becomes one more of that trillion viruses that your body will fight off every single day. And um, if you are vaccinated or you've been infected or if you have a great immune system, you know, you don't really have to be vaccinated or, you know, or, or had, have had COVID to be actually immune from COVID. Uh, they're actually finding out through T-cell memory, uh, your, your common code can actually provide 
some type of immunity to actual COVID-19. Isn't that incredible? So what does that say for us, right? Well, for America, number one is that a lot of the mask mandates and social distancing has actually been, you know, basically thrown out the window. And I would say about 98% of our country is I think pretty much opened up, right? The private businesses still have yet to completely open up, but the governments have said, hey, you know what? You can open up. And I believe the federal government has just said that, hey, the mask mandates are basically a thing of the past. Take that mask off. Here in Hawaii, we have yet to actually adopt that policy. So here in Hawaii, the mask mandate, unfortunately, still remains. So what does this mean? Um, if you walk around on the outside, you have to wear a mask if you can't social distance uh, by six feet, all right? If you're indoors, you have to wear a mask at all times. And uh, now, does our governor plan to actually, uh, you know, get rid of this mandate? I'm hoping he tends to be a follower, and all of the Democratic states out there are actually getting rid of, rid of their mask mandates, and I think he will soon follow within the next couple of weeks. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. There's nothing more I can say about that. So we'll see what happens. Now, what does this mean for your wedding? Uh, do you have to wear a mask outdoors, or do you have to always wear your mask when you're at the altar? Now, here's the thing. The Department of Health came out with a, a lot of different conflicting information out there. Number one, they said that um, those who are in your bridal party and, I guess, participating in your ceremony don't have to wear a mask, but they do recommend it. So I'm not sure what that means, right? They do recommend that the couple stays six feet away from each other and that the minister stays six feet away from the couple and wears a mask. Now, it really depends on your wedding company on how cool they are. And when I say cool, I'll say cool, I'll put cool in quotes, all right? So our company, Dream Weddings Hawaii, I think we're really, now people would say we're either cool or very ignorant, but what I'm saying is that, hey, you know what? We're all vaccinated. And uh, you know, if you came down here and you, and you're, you, you guys taking the test, you have to take a test to come down here to Hawaii, right? So the odds of you actually passing COVID onto us and, or, and even if you did, it wouldn't matter because we're all fully inoculated. Um, what does it matter to us, right? And what does it matter to the bride and groom if they're wearing masks or not? You know, I had a conversation with someone at the Department of Health who actually told me that the bride and groom should be wearing masks even when they kiss. Don't you think that is so stupid? So my company, now you can, again, you can say we're either ignorant or cool, has told, has told couples, hey, you know what? You know, if you want, and we recommend it, you throw this mask mandate out for your wedding ceremony, and we'll just, and even the social distance ceremony, and we're going to operate like how we usually do pre-COVID. So that means the minister is up in your face, you know, you guys are holding hands with each other, and you guys can, don't have to wear any mask, nobody will have to ask to wear any mask, and you guys can kiss without a mask. In other words, it's just business as usual, love as usual, and that's the way we want to do our weddings. Now, is your wedding company cool like ours or ignorant like ours? They may be. They may not be. Now, I have seen some weddings happening on the beach, right, where your, you know, your wedding couple is in mask and the wedding couple does kiss in mask and the minister is social distance wearing a mask maybe about 10 to 12 feet away from the couple and it's, th that's not a wedding to me. Right? So my advice is be very careful with the wedding company that you book. Make sure they're, now if you don't like to wear a mask, make sure they're cool or ignorant like mine, <laughs> right? But really ask them the question, what is your stance on mask? Right? 
So here's another thing too. The um, Department of Health has raised, here in Oahu, uh, we have raised our amount of, I guess, people who can attend receptions uh, if they're outdoors to 100 people. I think that's great because before it was only 10 or was it 12? Before, I think maybe about a couple months ago, if the couple was actually dead, we're talking a funeral, they could have 25 people at their funeral. But if they're alive and getting married, I think they only could have 10 or 12. It's so stupid, right? So the couple could actually have more guests at their funeral than at their wedding. So that law changed or that mandate changed and now they could have 100, which I still think is stupid because, again, you know, it should be completely dropped because the majority of us are basically inoculated, right? And the majority who are vulnerable are inoculated. So why do kids or people who are younger even have to worry? That's my opinion on it. Just be normal. So what are our ignorant, what do you call regulations? When we do bigger weddings, we just say, go ahead. You know, we're doing it on private property. Who the hell cares? You know, go ahead, hug, wear a mask and all that. You know, if there's a cluster that breaks out, then there's a cluster that breaks out. Let's just, you know, you guys flew down all the way. Let's just be a little ignorant right now and let love go, right? But if you want to be safe, get yourself vaccinated. Get yourself vaccinated because th those vaccines do work. If you don't want to take the vaccines, hey, that's your own thing, right? And, uh, you know, maybe it's not for you. And I don't want to tell you it's for you. But again, I think when you're at a wedding, you should have it open, you know, and if, and if they want to point the finger and be, and you're saying, hey, you're, being, you're being ignorant, then who the hell cares? Really, who cares? Now, if you all want to wear a mask and have everyone wear a mask, then, you know, <laughs> then that's also your thing, right? You call the shots. That's my main thing. But again, talk to your wedding company to make sure you are very aware of what type of rules that wedding company will install on your wedding because they just may be lockdown and mask freaks and social distancing freaks. They may have your, they may even put a plexiglass. I saw a wedding on the beach with a plexiglass behind a wedding singer with their guitar behind a plexiglass because again, that is the rule. I think it's stupid. I really think it's stupid. So again, we have the wedding singers. Hey, you know, it's business as usual. No plexiglass, black, no plexiglass, no nothing. All right, that's my rule. So again, you know, I'm ignorant, I'm stupid, I, I don't know, point the finger at me, I'm horrible, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna kill grandma. Point the finger at me, I don't care. I'm sick and tired of this. I want business as usual, I want love as usual. So if you end up booking with me, that's just who I am, all right? So now, there are some other concerns about like uh, when it comes to weddings in Hawaii right now, post-COVID, that I really need to tell you about. Number one, primarily, it's flowers. It is flowers. So here's the thing. Um, while COVID numbers are going down here on, I guess, here in the United States, and that's because we have very good vaccine technology, all right? The mRNA vaccines are just wonderful. I'm not sure if they're 100% safe yet, but I took it, you know, with, with the risk that it may be safe. Um, but anyway, with that being said, our virus numbers are going down, 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 down. But other countries are going up. Now, these other countries are where a lot of florists get their flowers from. So Brazil, Mexico, uh, Chile, and everywhere else. And flights to Oahu have been stopped. 
from those um, from those um, countries. So they're not so um, basically they can't get flowers and the cheap flowers uh, in from those other areas. So what's happening is that they're having to import the flowers from the United States and even uh, having some local grown flowers. I guess lo local farmers provide a lot of the flowers out there, and there's just not much to go around. So what a lot of florists are doing, are being forced to do, is having to go to uh, Watanabe Floral, which is the local, I guess, a wholesale florist here on Oahu. I'm not sure if they have wholesale florists on the outer islands, to be honest, because I don't think they have the, the volume of weddings or events to actually handle. And you know what? It's just that it's my florist told me it's first come, first serve. So you really don't get an option of what type of flowers you want for your wedding right now. So if you want lavender, lavender, roses or something like that, and well, maybe they may not have it. It's serious. So all I'm saying now is that, you know, for your flower order, uh, try to give your florist a lot of leeway. And uh, right now, uh, if you're planning for 2022, I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, but right now, um, these other uh, countries uh, where people, these florists buy flowers from, their COVID numbers are through the roof and they can't get, I guess, flowers from their suppliers. I don't think this will last forever. Um, I'm hoping uh, that, that this, this does actually cut into the bottom line of the florist too. So they're, they're not making as much money before. So you may actually end up paying more for um, some, uh, I guess, bouquets, um, some setups and everything like that. But again, I don't think, I don't think um, any florist has raised their prices yet, but who the hell knows? Because everything is getting re really, really expensive. Okay, now, um, I think that's all right now to talk about for as far as weddings goes, because everything else is pretty much, pretty much back to normal. Oh, one more thing. Um, venues. Uh, venues, I think for the most part now, we can actually say most of the venues, 99% of the venues are okay now. It's now that they're back open for business, all right? So you won't have to worry about venues going under. I still do worry about caterers, though. Um, a lot of catering companies out there, they still have to do a, to abide by these very strict COVID rules. Um, like again, COVID's, you know, again, they, uh, they, uh, it spreads primarily through buffets, right? Uh, and the COVID rules, uh, primarily are going to affect buffets. I guess catering, um, catering events. How will they survive? I'm not sure. Um, I already know maybe about five or six, um, I guess, uh, caterers who went under. And um, again, profit margins for restaurants and caterers are not very large. And you know, I guess many of them could not survive uh, not making any money for you know <laughs> about a year. In fact, many of us couldn't survive. I mean, even myself, I found myself in the bread line. I'm not even kidding about that. I was waiting in line for food because, again, times were very, very rough. It wasn't as though I was flat broke, but man, you know, money was getting thin. And it was getting very scary. Imagine not having any income for about a year. I mean, that's, and, and that's why I'm not really complaining right now. Even though business is down by a lot, it's still better than zero. So, you know, with that being said, you know, um, I would say, you know, book with your caterer. Uh, if it's a restaurant, I would say there's a higher chance of them not being around in a year. All right. So you have to be really careful. I would say try to make sure your caterer, your caterer is not also a restaurant. Okay. Because a lot of these restaurants, they can't even open up at full capacity. And even then at full capacity, a restaurant only makes about 
one and a half to three percent net profit. That's not a lot of leeway for you know for them to make a lot of money. And they do do catering, but again, you know you have to really watch with this catering. Some uh, these catering companies will this business be around you know next year if you book for twenty twenty two? You really have to ask yourself that honest questions now. If a caterer works from home or a caterer works, you know, just out of a lunch wagon or something like that, then the odds are they will be around. So just be very careful on who you book, all right? And also take a look at the refund policy. Um, I would say take a look at, take a look at the wedding insurance right now. Um, and see if the wedding insurance has actually changed. Um, I do know during COVID and I think pre-COVID, a lot of wedding insurance companies kind of had a line item in there about pandemics, and they said that they would not um, insure any wedding during a pandemic. Now, I'm wondering if we're actually still going to be considered in a pandemic in 2022. I don't think so. I think right now, to be honest, I think this pandemic is actually over, and I think people are just a little scared of getting back to normal, right? And why do I think that? Again, it's because the vulnerable are already saved. Again, that's the only reason why we locked down, right? Is because to save the vulnerable. Because most of us, the young ones, the young and strong, were completely fine, and we didn't want to spread the virus asymptomatically. Okay, now let's see here. So now regarding regular tourism here on, I guess, on our islands, one thing that I've seen, uh, I guess, dramatically uh, throughout all of the different islands is that there is a drastic car rental shortage, and it's still going on. Um, I ride my bike down by Kehi Lagoon, uh, which is the airport, uh, I guess the road by the, um, the airport here on, um, here on Oahu. And man, there is a line that snakes around the building back and forth, back and forth out of almost every single car rental company out there. Um, I posted a picture on my Facebook group on Hawaii Wedding Information Group, and it is just crazy. And, uh, I can tell you what, like I took a look at some of the, the customers there and, um, and I made note of how they looked and everything like that. They were in the back of the line. And when I completed my bike route, which takes about an hour, they didn't move that much. Um, so car rentals, man, it's a son of a bitch. It's really, really a son of a bitch. And why are they, I guess, why, why are there no cars? Well, what happened was that during the pandemic, a lot of these car companies sold their cars or shipped their cars back to the mainland. And, or, and some of them, I think Hertz, I think they filed for Chapter 11 or Chapter 12 bankruptcy, and uh, they were going under. Now that we're open, they don't have the cars to supply to their customers. So we've, um, we've heard stories, and it's true stories, that people were um, renting U-Haul trucks on the outer islands to actually you know, gallivant around the island. Isn't that crazy? And uh, on top of that, uh, you know, people were actually renting convertibles for $1,000 a day. $1,000 a freaking day. Can you imagine that? That's more than your hotel room. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, I guess is a car rental worth that much? I guess to some people it is. I mean, who would have ever thought, right, this car rental would be worth that much? Now, my advice, by the way, still goes as follows, that if you're going to rent a car, rent it from Costco, because the worst thing about renting a car is that when you rent it directly from the website, when you go there to check out, they try to add on every single line item there, and all of a sudden, that $25 a day kind of charge... When you know, inches its way up to a hundred dollars a day. Next thing you know, you're paying two hundred dollars a day, right? But when you book something at Costco, 
Uh, they make sure you lock in that price and you get no extra add-ons, no hassles. That's written into the contract from Costco to the rental car company. So book with Costco. And even and I, I even say, even if you just book the car alone, that's a better thing to just to book with Costco, all right? So book your air and hotel together and book always book your car with Costco or book the whole package with Costco. Okay, so I'm not an agent who works for Costco or anything like that. This is just from my experience when it comes to traveling, all right? Because the car rentals, they try to nickel and dime you when you check out and it's just, oh, it's just a headache. Okay, so on to another subject. You know, I'm trying to figure out here other subjects here which I can talk about regarding weddings and tourism. Oh, so why don't we talk about um, the beaches uh, here on Oahu? Um, and the crowds that are on, <laughs> are actually here. Um, it's not too bad. Um, you know, tourism, even though, though tourism is coming back, it's coming back with, you know, with a vengeance, but it's not back to pre-COVID levels, all right? So the beaches are still not that crowded. They're, it's really, really not that bad. Now, um, if you're wondering, you know, where to have your wedding, by the way, I think there was one couple who actually was wondering where to have their wedding. Uh, oh, you know what? You know, I'm going to save that for later of this uh, later later podcast because I want to get to the questions later on. So let me just say that. Nix that, nix that, nix that. So let me think of a top, on the top of my head, are there any more things or concerns that people had emailed me about regarding weddings in Hawaii? Oh, yeah, one more thing. Um, the Department of Health, um, the marriage license. Okay, it. Uh, I guess during the peak of COVID when we we're just opening up, they wanted you to make an appointment to pick up their marriage license. You don't need to do that anymore. You can just go down there and pick up your marriage license. All right. You still have to wear a mask. I think they still, you still have to wait outside. Um, but again, uh, it's not as bad as before where you have to like make an appointment and the customer service is kind of back to being, I think, better than average. I wouldn't say it's great. Pre COVID levels. Their customer service was like through the roof good, all right? And then during COVID, it was pretty much F bad, like failing grade bad. And now it's maybe B plus good on the way to being great, all right? So why don't we just say that? Um, so again, here on Oahu, you don't need to go to an independent wedding agent. You just have to um, head down to the Department of Health and get it there. Oh, by the way, uh, you don't. if you go to a wedding agent, you don't need to pay them. That's a scam, all right? Don't pay any wedding company where they'll say they'll get the marriage license for you. That is a scam, all right? They're not going to go down to the Department of Health to get it for you. That means someone on their, on their staff is a wedding agent, and all they're going to do is process your, your paperwork, hit the print button, and then tell you they went down to the Department of Health when actuality, in the actual real world, they just, they just hit the print button and put your marriage license into a little folder for you. And then charge you 175 for it. You don't need to pay for that, that at all. That's a huge scam. And if a wedding company does that, you know, that means they're a scam too. All right. I don't want to say their name, but boy, do I just want to, huh, you know, I better not say that on the podcast. So, you know what? I'm going to cut to my um, commercial break here. I'm going to gather myself here. And when I get back, I'm going to answer a few um, questions on my forum. Again, they're not directed towards me. They're directed toward everyone out there. But I think there's some pretty good questions that I can answer. And uh, that's how we're going to end the podcast for Wedding Wednesdays. So here's another commercial break. And hopefully, you'll stick around.
Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, I'm back from that commercial break. We have one more segment to go. It's the Q&A part, even though, again, these questions aren't directly for me. Yeah, I got to have a write-in for my podcast. You know, I was having that for a while, but then I got lazy. (laughs) What can I say? You know, I've been really busy with weddings. You know, even though I say business is not back to normal, I've been pretty busy with weddings and some other like other creative stuff. You know, other than doing weddings, I am also a writer. I'm also a creative consultant for a different company. You know, I got my start in this um, wedding industry from the entertainment industry. I was a writer before. I was a screenwriter before. And that's why I call myself Scriptwriter Steve, right? So again, I've, uh, I've done everything before. You know, again, I come from producing two TV shows out there in Japan to writing commercials from everywhere for Outback Steakhouse to every, um, to even like, uh, a lot of other places. I can't even list it, man. My, my resume is pretty decorated. Um, but anyway, I've even written for some of these, uh, worked on projects for a handful of celebrities too, which I will. I guess not tell you who they are. We'll keep some things a secret from you. But uh, now here I am. I've been in the wedding industry for about, I think, 20 years. And um, during COVID, I actually uh, started back up in the entertainment industry, more on the podcast side, Uh, not really as a podcaster. This thing kind of came organically. Um, I worked as a creative consultant for this. uh, Well, I'm still working as a creative consultant for this podcast. I guess, podcast company that creates dramatized podcasts, uh, kind of like um, like radio plays, right? Or kind of like uh, audiobooks, except it's on a podcast. And they're called Mojave Beach Productions. So I've been working for them, you know, advising, I guess, them creatively and also business-wise and everything else. I've uh, just been a very good, I guess, uh, really good sidekick to that company. Why don't we just say that? And um, I've been doing, I, I guess, when they started podcasting, I kind of told myself, let me try to do podcasting on my own. And um, this Anchor thing, uh, Anchor is a program, Anchor is a company that is owned by Spotify, or is it the other way around? But anyway, uh, they have this app out there, and they kind of just said, they, they kind of just, you know, just just advertised you know, to me that, well, it's very, very easy to do these different things, to create your own podcast with using your cell phone. And lo and behold, this is what happened. So I thought, again, you know, I could do something for weddings and screenwriting and just politics and barbecue and, you know, anything that I wanted to do. And here I am talking about it. And uh, I found out that a lot of you brides out there do listen to me. You guys started listening to me and you listen to all my podcasts, which is great. And um, and then a lot of you end up booking me because, again, you hear my commercials. So this podcast has been I guess financially really good to me and one of the reasons why people have booked with me. So thank you very much. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because again, you know, I am no longer taking money from the federal government to survive. I'm no longer the breadline. And I really am appreciative to every single couple who books with me to make sure I can operate creatively and I'm no longer poor. Okay, so anyway, with all that being said, let's get to this questions and answer things. Now, first of all, 
A lot of the questions right here that I have coming in to, to me directly uh, is about the COVID test here in Hawaii. Um, there is no vaccine passport program. So if you are vaccinated right now, uh, there is no, um, I guess, way to get around the actual uh, test that you need to get into Hawaii. All right. There are talks about creating some type of vaccine passport. Um, I'm kind of like against it, you know, but then again, I can see the, I guess, the, um, the argument for it. And it'll just make traveling to Hawaii so much easier if you are vaccinated. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I myself got vaccinated so that if I travel to the mainland, right, you know, the continental United States, well, I can just hop on the plane and come back. I don't have to worry about getting my nose swabbed. Now, there's a lot of companies out there that I guess do provide, um, I guess, uh, a test. And you have to make sure when you take this COVID test to come into the state of Hawaii that you make sure that you are, um, that you take a nu nucleic, nu nucleic or, some, or something like that. How do you say nucleic? Nucleic acid amplification test or NAAT. All right. From a certified lab partner that was listed on, I guess, the, the state's COVID-19 website. Now, there's a, there's a huge list of them. It's always growing every single day. Unfortunately, because it grows every single day, I can't keep it up. I guess, you know, I can't keep up to date with it on my own Facebook page or even my own web page because they keep adding people and they also, they also are subtracting people. I think they're also adding antigen tests to it now, um, or they're planning to. I've heard like some echoes about that, but a lot of them are those PCR tests where they no swab you and they get your test back. Now, to me, I have told all of my couples who come down here, it's easiest if you just get um, the the certified test done at the airport because you get it done within 15 minutes or sometimes an hour. And uh, again, you can just you you don't you don't have to worry about trying to time your test results with your flight because I think you have uh, three days to get your test results. Um, I guess from your from your uh, your your flight to o o Oahu or your flight to Hawaii. If you're flying to say from somewhere from Florida and you have a connecting flight um, in California, Florida to California, you have to make sure you're 36 hours or three days. Uh, not 36 hours, I'm sorry, three days from that, from your flight that departs in California to Hawaii. So it gets even more stressful. Now you have to make sure your test results come in, come in before you hop on the plane in California, given that you're flying from Florida. So it's not three days from Florida, it's three days from your transfer flight over in California. You get what I'm saying? So if you get these um, uh, PCR tests done, like say at Walgreens, and they say they'll get you your test results like in three days, and you say, "Oh, this is great! I, I got it." You know, I guess within the, within the time limit, and I hop on the plane in Florida, thinking that it's all is great. But by the time my plane leaves over there in California to Oahu, that time is already bypassed, and lo and behold, when you land on Oahu, they'll say, "Hey, your PCR test is no longer valid." And what will they make you do? You wouldn't imagine this. They'll make you hop on the plane and go right back. And you can have the option again of taking an, another PCR test at the airport in California and then coming back to Hawaii. So you'll lose a day, but you'll spend a lot of money. So isn't that stupid? There have been like a lot of like, not a, not a lot. I would say a handful of people who have, just, who have been turned around at the airport and just said, hey, you know what? You got to go back. You, you have, you have, they'll, just, they'll just go straight back home. So I had a friend of mine who had to turn around and go back to California to get tested because her, her test from Mexico didn't come in time. 
So, you know, it, it's just a huge, huge headache. To me, again, just get it done at the airport, all right? And make sure the test that's done at the airport or even by the airline is certified. So we still have that test going on. I'm hoping that vaccine passport, just for the sake of it being, I guess, being a lot easier than taking that stupid PCR test comes to fruition. I don't agree with it, but I just want it to, to happen because it would just be a lot easier. All right, so let me scroll down here on my Facebook page to make sure I um, I uh, get everything, uh, um, I guess, all the questions right. Okay, so here's a good question. Um, Hello, everyone. I'm new to the group and recently engaged. We are planning to wed in Hawaii, preferably at a hotel or resort on the beach. We are stuck between Waikiki and Maui. Does anyone have any recommendations on the better location? Um well, first of all, there's no better location, either Waikiki or Maui, and everything is pretty much up to you. Um, personally, I don't think you should ever get married in Waikiki because, the, you know, the resorts and beaches are always really, really busy. So if you get married, say, for example, at anywhere in Waikiki, at any one of the resorts or hotels there, you're going to have tourists in the background because it's just so busy, all right? So if you get married, married in Oahu, you should stay in Waikiki and then get married somewhere else on Oahu, like... For example, Kualoa Ranch, Dillingham Ranch, you know, Bear Estate. There's a lot of different, you know, um, I guess places to get married uh, on Oahu that is away from Waikiki that is just beautiful. And if you want to get married on the beach, then you should choose Oahu because we have the best beaches out of all of the islands, all right? All of the other islands are not as old as Oahu, and they're not eroding away as much as Oahu. Here on Oahu, we have all the white sand beaches, and we have great white sand. We have so many white sand beaches that they're not crowded. There's only the surf spots are crowded on Oahu, all right? So Waimea, Pipeline, Sunset Beach, you know, um, then you have Kailua and Waimanalo Beach are very crowded, and then you have uh, Lanikai, of course, and then Waikiki. Outside of that, though, it may sound like a lot, but there's way more beaches uh, than that one that when I just listed. Okay, so you can find an empty beach on Oahu pretty easily, and uh, especially if you book with me, I'll make sure you get an empty beach. All right, so um, that's what I, that's what my thing is. Right, so again, uh, which you choose Waikiki or Oahu? Uh, never choose Waikiki. Um, I would say choose Oahu over Maui. Again, this person who wrote the question, they said they're stuck between Waikiki and Maui, but Waikiki is a city. Maui is not a city. Waikiki is not an island. Okay, there's no island of Waikiki. It's Oahu. And Waikiki is a city on Oahu. That's number one. All right. So um, for Maui, Maui tends to be really, really, really laid back. So if you like, if you want to have um, a laid, laid back, you know, type of wedding and, um, and even no nightlife. Everything kind of closes pretty early over there. There's not many restaurants. Um, there's not many shopping malls. Uh, there's really not much things to do on Maui, to be quite honest. Um, but the resorts are just great. So if you're looking for a really cool resort and luxurious resort wedding, um, Maui is the place. I mean, I, I can tell you, you can have a nice resort wedding on, on Maui and then there'll be no one on top of that resort because it's just so empty. Right, so even now during COVID, it's still going to be empty. But Maui, by the way, it's not known for their beaches. They have a lot of rocks over there. So there's maybe about a handful of um, handful of great beaches, and not many of them are actually facing sunset. So, you know, it, you may run into run into this problem where you can't actually get a sunset photo on top of the beach that is very that is very empty. Uh, but again, uh, you know, I have done weddings over there, and. Um, 
I, I've gotten away with it. You know, again, as a photographer, you can kind of get away with like, you know, shooting at a, shooting at a very, uh, busy beach. You know, you do a little Photoshop in there. Uh, but again, I would say Maui is more for luxurious resort weddings, not necessarily beach weddings. Uh, my preference though between the two, uh, just subjective. I love to do things. So if you're, if you're, if you are a to do thing couple, like you love to do things, right? Um, then you go to Oahu. Because there's just so many things to do. There's so many places to eat. Uh, there's so many cultures to check out. Because Oahu, there's just so many cultures. We have so many different foods. Asian foods, Chinese foods, and uh, Korean foods, uh, Hawaiian foods, Italian, all those things. They're all here. It's a melting pot of different, like, different things that your, 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 your palate could just, you know, test out. And then Waikiki, it never sleeps. Um, it's kind of like, almost like, uh, like Las Vegas, like pre-COVID. You had these high-end stores there open up at 2 a.m. in the morning. It's crazy, right? But uh, right now, I think with COVID being around, I think shops are still like you know closing kind of early. Um, by the way, when you're walking around in Waikiki, everybody's wearing masks even though they don't need to. Um, it's just a little stupid to me. But anyway, with that being said, um, that's what I think uh, the difference between the two is. Uh, which one is better? Uh, again, since I live in Oahu, I think Oahu's better. But hey, what do I know, right? Okay, so um, uh, questions for Flores. I'm making arrangements for a wedding in Kualoa, and a lot of them will be using, uh, I guess, the Finalope orchids. Um, what is the best way to keep these from bruising and dying once I receive them uh, from the wholesaler, how to store them, and how to transport them in a cart? So those, I think I said it right, Finale, I think Finalopes? I think, I think that's how you say it. My florist told me how to say it one time. They're just basically the Sibidium orchids. They look like Sibidium orchids. And... Um, I tell you what, these flowers, they are very, very uh, durable. You don't have to worry about them wilting or like, you know, getting destroyed once you pick it up, pick them up from a Costco or your wholesaler or anywhere else. Or anywhere else. Um, just as long as you put the stems in water, it's always in a cool place. So make sure your, your air condition is always running inside the car. Don't put them in a direct um, airflow of anything cold. So don't put the, so even though you want, you want it to be cold, don't put your flowers right in front of the vents. Um, and again, always put, keep them in a vase and make sure the stems are always in a little bit of water. And that's basically, oh, and out of the sun. And that's it. You should be fine. You should be 100% fine. Uh, let's see here. Any estate venues for a Varunu with 75 guests or reception halls that will house 75? I would prefer the ceremony and reception spot to be in one place. All inclusive would, all inclusive would be ideal, but I haven't been able to find many. Thanks in advance. Okay, so... When you say all-inclusive, that definition takes on a whole new meaning. Um, All-inclusive to a lot of people are kind of what they, I guess, what some travel agents sell, like when you travel to Mexico, where you pay one price, your food, alcohol, everything, all your activities, they're all, they all fall under one price, right? So you pay, you know, 10 grand and they're going to, you know, kind of like you're you're on a cruise boat and everything's all handled, right? Um, We don't have that on Oahu or anywhere. So there's nothing like that here on Oahu. So you can't get your travel, air, all your food handled, or, you know, transportation all under one thing. There's no such thing as all-inclusive. So uh, if you're looking for all-inclusive, um, you're pretty much, you know, going to keep looking because it really doesn't exist. Um, they say a reception halls that will house 75, most of the hotels will do it, okay, right now. So, um, but right now... Uh, I guess I would say if you're going to do it for, um, I guess, 75 or more, book for next year, 2022, or not for 2021. Um, 
Estate venues for Avaruno with 75 guests. Huh, estate venues. Okay, so you have to be very careful about this. Um, there's not many estates that can handle 75 guests. Um, and if they do, more than likely it's illegal. All right. A lot of the most, most of the Airbnbs here on the island are actually illegal. And most wedding sites that do weddings, by the way, they are illegal, just to let you know. So, um, but they are, there are some that are actually, uh, legal. Uh, there is uh, a few that I do recommend right now, and I'll tell you. There's number one here on Oahu, uh, Paradise Cove is great. Um, and then there's another one next to Paradise Cove called Lani Kohunua. Um, that's spelled L-A-N-I-K-U-H-O-N-U-A. So uh, those are the two um, uh, places that I recommend for 75 guests. And why do, why do I recommend those over anywhere else? Well, number one, it's huge and they're legal. Right, that's a number. That's a really big thing. Number two, it's on the drier side of the island. So on every single island, you have a wet side and a dry side. The um, the dry side is called the leeward side. The the wet side is called the windward side. The leeward side, that's where you want your outdoor venue. All right. So uh, you never want to book on the windward side, especially during winter, because our rain is snow. So you, people ask, hey, is there a rainier season? Well, yeah, during the winter time, and it's going to be on the windward side. So if you book a venue on the windward side during the winter seasons, you're kind of screwed. So um, make sure you book on the leeward side all the time. And then even during the summer, that means you have a very, very low chance of rain. So again, Lani Kohunu and Paradise Cove are on the leeward side of Oahu. You can see the sunset. It's really great. And on top of that, you can actually go to the, the if you go to Paradise Cove or even Lani Kohunua, you could actually go to the Luau at Paradise Cove after you finish your reception, or after you finish your ceremony. So that works out really, really well. So I think that's about it for the questions right now. Uh, I got a lot of questions on Maui. Man, a lot of people are going to get married on Maui. Makes me kind of feel kind of bad. They should come to Oahu. Give me some business. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. That is it for now. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, I will try to do more Wedding Wednesdays. I'm sorry if I'm doing too much regular barbecue to movie podcasts out there. But uh, again, you know, I just, I, you know, I'm surrounded by weddings all the time. I want to talk about something else. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal. If there is something really important that comes up with the wedding industry, I'm going to hop on the podcast. I'll make it a wedding Wednesday thing, even if it's on a Monday. As soon as I hear that news, if it's negative or positive, I'll let you know. All right. And then I'll just say it's a wedding Wednesday podcast on a Saturday or whatever like that. I'll let you know. I'll make you that deal. And I'll post it on top of the Facebook group, Hawaii Wedding Information Group on Facebook. And by the way, if you're not part of that group, just join it, Hawaii Wedding Information. And, you know, just say that you, you heard my podcast and I'll approve you right away because we made it a little private so brides can have a little privacy on there. Um, but, uh, and then I'll just let you straight in. Okay, that's about it. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of the week. <laughs>